It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Away we go on another Wednesday edition of Beyond the Fairways. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions and with Jay Delsing, he'll be competing in this week's Ascension Charity Classic on the PGA Tour Champions. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and that is going to be held at Norwood Hills Country Club in St. Louis. Our guest is a unique guy because he's not only competed on tour, but also has a powerhouse college program, and that's Mike Small of Illinois. Great to be with you, Jay. Danny, great to see you this morning. And, um, yeah, having Mike Small and having that, that, that it, it's just a robust program that maybe – 15 or 20 years worth or so, uh, give or take a little bit. Mike Small, first of all, is a great human being, a really good player. And to develop a national powerhouse in Champaign-Urbana, that's a hell of a feat. That's one of the things I want to ask him is, how do you get a kid to come to Champaign when your top players typically are coming from Florida, Texas, Arizona, California? Pick a warm weather spot in the country, and you're going to find some pretty good talent. And a lot of those kids are going to Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's uh, hats off to well, – I want to know, too. And, and, you know, what else, Danny, he's done well is recruit some of the foreign players. You know, there's a massive influx of foreign talent. And so, you know, Champaign-Urbana is right smack in the middle of um, the, the college golf scene, and, it's, and he's definitely producing some really good players for the PGA Tour as well. So, man, I, I, there's a lot of questions I can't wait to ask. Speaking of foreign players, let's get into this briefly, but former Texas Tech star Ludwig Auberg will play for Europe in the upcoming Ryder Cup. It's less than four months after he turned pro. He's from Sweden. He was one of uh, European captain Luke Donald's six captain picks. They were announced on Monday. He also chose Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Seb Straka, Shane Lowry, Denmark's Nikolai 
Hodgard, and uh, I think I have that right. But <laughs> that was good, man. That was good. I'm glad I didn't have to say it. <laughs> this team is loaded, though. The Euros should be loaded this year in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, they've got a blend. They've got, I think, four rookies on the team. So it's really interesting. You know, we had Luke Donald on the show just last week, I think, and, and um, he's done exactly the opposite of what Captain Johnson did for the USA. Zach went with more of the older established guards that put JT on the team. He's got Sam Burns, who's a, who's a, a youngster and a, and, a, and a rookie, but not necessarily playing well. And what Luke did is he went straight to the the two the two in question were Adberg and Hoygaard, and, and they're playing – they're the two best players on the team right now that aren't named Victor Hovland. And you can make a case that the top five – for the Euros are the top five players in the world. That's what's going to make no this doubt. so tough. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look at Danny. This <clears throat> they've trying to handicap this thing is insane. Okay, it's just insane when 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 you're talking about golf and it's going to come down to who holds the most putts. It really is. But you sit there and go, Rory, Rahmer, Hovland, Fitzpatrick. Who do you want to call as their fifth? Sepp Hatton, Straka, Hatton. Sepp, Hatton. Who that? I mean, Fleetwood. Let, Pick those, and then you go our top five, which is going to be Scotty Scheffler. We got Brian Harmon. We got uh, Wyndham Clark, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Cantlay. Now, those are strong players as well, but really, Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark are definitely wild cards. Now, I have a tremendous personal amount of faith in Brian Harmon. I've seen him take down Rory. I he's a baller. That's all he is. He is he's gutsy, Danny. He plays with a ton of heart. And I, I'm a huge fan of Wyndham Clark. Don't get me wrong. I've just never seen him in a at a Ryder Cup. I've actually never seen him in a match play event before. Why do you think the Europeans have dominated on their soil? So the Europeans have won the past six Ryder Cups outside the US. Well the main thing is they're playing on a golf course that they are more familiar with with than we are and unfortunately most of their players have played on the courses that we choose just as much as our players so it's much more even over here they're going over this this uh, golf club outside of rome saint simone or i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that i'll leave that one up to you as well el paso yeah el paso and those guys are just they played an event there on their tour this year. I mean, one of the things that I thought was interesting is was Luke Donald going to pick the gentleman that won there and he was he went right down to the wire. Um and his name escapes me for right now as well, but he got left off the team, but I I love the fact that he's going with the hot hand. I mean, you want somebody that's really rolling hot and heavy and high into this right Ryder Cup. Coming up, we're going to visit with Mike Small. He is the head coach at Illinois, and this is Beyond the Fairways with an S. Download us wherever you may be and take it in our podcast. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. 
That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. He is considered one of the best college coaches in the game today. Has one of the best programs. Led the Illini to the NCAA championships in 13 of the last 14 events, 15 times overall in the last 22 years. And that is the head coach of the Fighting Illini, Mike Small. Hey, Mike, thanks for uh, hopping on with us. We certainly appreciate it. Oh, great. Great to be here, guys. Always happy to talk. Mike, I got to tell you, it is so cool for being a Midwestern guy. You and I have known each other for a long time, and we don't want to keep dating ourselves. But man, alive, <laughs> to think about what you've done at Illinois and to to, to make the fight in Illini uh, a national power in golf. Talk us through that a little bit, bud. Well, I appreciate that, Jay. And, and you know, when I took the job 23 years ago, we wanted to compete. We wanted to build a program. We just didn't want to have a good team once in a while. That's kind of the, the MO of, of a, of a quote unquote Northern program back in the day was they'd get some guys together. They'd get better. They'd have a good season. They'd graduate. Then they'd have to rebuild and get better for two or three years. And I didn't, you know, I, I want to build a program, something that could stand the test of time and be competitive every year, not just regionally, but nationally. And the administration backed me and the alums and donors backed me and then uh, the players that came to play for me at Illinois and play for the our program um, subscribe to that theory and that vision as well and then you know we've had so fast forward 23 years now we've had eight uh, top five national finishes in the last 12 years and 13 or 14 Big Ten championships and and uh, we've been ranked number one, I think, three times at the end of the season in the nation. This year, we just finished up being ranked number one at the end of the year by the official golf set ranking for the for college. Now, we didn't win the thing. We got beat in the quarterfinals. But to show some longevity, not only in those years, but also throughout the season, um, is something we talk about. We talk about consistency. We talk about uh, not trying to time um, the season, not trying to peak for the NCAAs or peak for the Big Ten Championship, but to get our games good enough and strong enough and have our standard be good enough to where we can just show up and compete at the highest level. And, um, you know, I think I learned that, and, you know, kind of back when I knew you, Jay, back when we played, uh, you were on the PJ tour. I was trying to get there. I eventually did, didn't stay long enough, but, um, you know, we were, people always talk about timing, timing themselves for tour school. And, and I learned it pretty easily. The best way to get your tour card was to get good enough to just play your standard, play your average to get you on tour, not time it. And, and that's kind of the basis of our program. We wanted to get players who are good enough to to play at the level we wanted to play at with, with their game. They didn't have to be perfect to, to, to accomplish our goals. And we wanted our team to have the mindset that uh, when we show up to play, we're going to bring our game and we're going to compete, and it's going to be good enough to uh, to put us in the mix. So, yeah, to to like, like I said, we think we've had finished. We we finished second one year. We finished third, I think, three times. We finished fifth maybe four or five times now in the nation. And it's something that we're proud of. That consistency is what I'm most proud of. And uh, sure, we want to win it. We hopefully will win it someday. But to be in the game at the last couple of days of the season on national TV, 
it's something we've been a mainstay at, and it's, it's and I'm very proud of the guys for that. Mike, you have done an incredible job in this. I mean this with all due respect. How do you convince a kid <laughs> to say, okay, come to Champaign, and it's, let's say, December or January. Check us out. It's a little chilly, and these kids are coming from Florida, Texas, all over the world, warm weather places, California, and you're able to convince them to come play and compete for the Fighting Illini. How are you able to do that? Well, it was it was toughest at the start. It was difficult to try to get kids to see the vision, but I think that you know the history of, of, of playing myself was something that was unique in college golf and coaching, and and um, you know I wanted to get kids that wanted to be to be professional golfers someday. Sure, you come get a degree. That's the first and foremost reason why you come to Illinois is to get that degree. But close, close second, right behind it, is to get your game good enough to play golf professionally and, 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 and compete for NCAA championships. Once we started doing that, I think Scott Langley was actually one of the first ones that got this trend going here from St. Louis. Um, we convinced Scott to come up with a, a buddy of his, uh, Krista Forrest, and then Luke Guthrie followed the next year, and then Thomas Peters, who we all know, Ryder Cup fame, and European tour player follow the next year. And then we've been going strong since that season. And um, so I think Scott has a lot to do with it. He saw the vision. He saw what we were building. Um, he liked the energy and liked the, and liked, um, you know, how we go about our business. But then when you couple that with, I think we have almost over 18, it is over $18 million with a golf facilities right on campus, just for our men's and women's teams, private facilities, indoor, um, 20,000 square foot building and the 24 acre teaching center outside, which, um, according to the TPI guys, I've got titles has come out from, from Greg Rose has come out from California and it's, it's, it's the best training facility in the world that we have in Champaign. And, um, when kids see that vision that the coaching staff and the administration, the alums want to build something special. And then we have the, the history and the toughness and the energy behind that. Um, once they see it, touch it, feel it, you know, and, 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 and hear or feel our energy on visits. They, 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 they like what they see. And then the weather becomes secondary, which I think it should. I think people, people equate good, good weather with golf. Well, if you're a weekend golfer, well, sure. You don't want to play in bad golf, but if you want to play for a living and you want to play for your livelihood, uh, Jay knows this should go anywhere to, to, to play, to play against the best and to make a living. I mean, I mean, we always talk about it. We'll, we'll put on gravel and, and, <laughs> And play in play in January if it means winning a championship, and that's the mindset you have to have if you're going to be a professional golfer. You don't you, you can't pick and choose your spots to compete. So I think the weather becomes secondary once they feel our energy and they see our success and they see the number of players we have on the PGA Tour. Um, you know Nick Hardy's doing great out there. He won this year. You know Adrian Dumont Deschamps uh, graduated from our program what two months ago, and now he's got his PGA Tour card through the Corn Ferry already. He got it yesterday. Um, you know, we, we, graduated two first team all Americans two months ago, uh, the only program in the country to have two first team all Americans this year. So that's pretty, pretty, I'm pretty uh, proud of the guys for doing that. So when guys see that and they, they see the success perpetuate itself from Scott Langley all the way up to Adrian and, uh, and Tommy cool this year, I think they see consistency. They see longevity and they see that this formula works. I gotta tell you, Smalley, I, I, I'm I page through the accomplishments and 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 the All Americans and the guys that are playing on the PGA Tour and 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 then I look at your accomplishments. I mean, it's a tie for first with how long all these things are, man. Uh, it, it, it's gotta feel great though to be able to look back and think, man, am I? I'm sure you may have had some of those nights with your wife thinking, am I crazy? 
you know, am I going to be able to do this in Illinois? And now you look at it and go, we are a national power and we are, you know, we have kids that want to come to us. Yeah. And Jay, you bring up a good point. You know, you know this back when we were getting better and learning and growing as young pros, we were taught to stay in the present. Don't think about the past. Every shot you hit, it's in the past. You were thinking of the next one. Well, I did such a good job at that, that, um, well, I've been, you know, it's how how I kind of live my life. I was told by some really good friends of mine and some people close to the program and even coaches on other programs say, Smalley, you got to stop and and think about what you've done and what this program has done because you always, I'm I'm always on to the next tournament, uh, next week, the next season. um, And I don't reflect much. And it's really helped me the last couple of years really maybe slow down and just take a deep breath and maybe, maybe, uh, you know, just, relax a little bit that I can sit back and man, we have done some cool things and we are a blue blood in college golf. Um, it's something that, that if you, know, you would have told me if I think the last 14 years, if you average NCAA finishes were number one or one a and uh, average NCAA finish in the nation. And, and I didn't realize that until a couple of years ago, two, three, four years ago, I didn't even think about it much. And, and now that I can reflect on it and, and, um, and, and really see what these kids have done. I'm more proud of them. I'm more proud of them for, for just, you know, listening and, and, and letting us kind of dictate the culture and they buying in and following it and then using their talent and their uh, discipline and their desire to be great to, to, to do it. And, you know, it's just not me. I mean, I've been, the, I've been at the head here, you know, doing it, but these kids are hitting the shots. The donors are supporting us with the funds. The administration is, is, is helping us work through all the, a lot of the red tape of college athletics. So it's, 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 it's been a, a conglomerate of things, but to sit back and, and know that, that I kind of jump started it and kind of got this thing rolling. It makes me very proud. You know, I went to school here, you know, Steve Stricker and I were teammates here. Uh, Strick's been valuable in our, in our ascent as well. And um, it's, just, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to do it. But again, I got, I, I can sit and do that and see that, but I also got to realize we got a season starting uh, tomorrow and we got a whole new, whole new run here to go. So now it's time to maybe, Put that behind us, and let's go get us. You know, try to get us another one. It's interesting, isn't it, Smalley? Because you sit there and go, "Man, this is really a dynasty." I don't care what you say; it really is. What you've created over there is a powerhouse. But like anything else, you take your foot off the gas, or you take your eye off the ball, and life and kids and other schools and everything else will pass you right by. I, you said it perfectly, and we talk about it all the time. And I had a recruit in town this last week. And we were looking at all the trophies and all the All-American plaques and all the national stuff and trophies. And, and, and I'm like, you know what motivates us, though, is that the, none of those are guaranteed. We may never, ever win another one. And, and that's true. We may not. And that's what motivates us. That's what motivates, I think, successful people that they can, they can, they can put, those, put those in perspective and realize that um, I got to get after it again tomorrow. And, um, um, but you're exactly right, Jay. And you know that from playing professional golf, man, if we, we live in the past too long or, um, you know, we just take for granted what we're doing and think we got it licked, um, this game of all, above all else, will take care of that and, and, and put us back in our place. Mike Small is our guest and the head coach of the Fighting Illini, as Jay mentioned, national powerhouse. Mike, curious, in, in the game of golf, we hear it all the time, NIL and how it affects basketball or football or some of these other sports that you'll see every weekend on television. You're not going to see golf, college golf on TV every weekend, but uh, how has NIL affected golf, if at all? It has. It's starting to. Um, not to the level of football and basketball, though. I think that's the difference. I think uh, there, there, there's we have players that have NIL deals, and 
some top college players have some significant deals, but it's all pales in, in comparison to football and basketball. And, and, and I'm a supporter of NIL. I, I think uh, name, image, and likeness is, is synonymous with America. If you can capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, more power to you. But um, where I draw the line is, is when you're in college, if the time and effort you're putting into uh, gaining some NIL money or, or uh, benefits, if it infringes on your ability to get your education and study or to practice your trade and, and, and be a part of a team, then I think there's some conflict. And that happens a lot where these kids are getting pulled away and their minds are not only getting pulled away, but they're physically getting pulled away from uh, from taking care of the business at hand. And I think that's something that concerns me. Um, but I think the NIL thing in, in the big sports would not be as uh, controversial um, or, 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 you know, people doubting it if it didn't match up with the transfer rules. And that's something in golf, we've always had the ability in golf and, the, and there's all the minor sports, you could always transfer at any time you want and not sit out a year. Um, but in football and basketball this year's and, and a couple of the sports, if you transferred, you had to sit out a year. Well, they waived that rule where you can transfer and be eligible right away at the same exact time they enacted NIL. I think it was, it was kind of a coincidence. But those two, the way they feed off each other, now people are transferring to get more money from another school, which which is defeats the purpose of both of them. So together they've worked in, as a negative. When something could have been, um, when if they were if they were independent of each other, I think they both could have been a, a, a for sure positive. Hey guys, hold on for just a moment. Want to tell our listeners about Factor with the busy fall season just around the corner. You might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for jam-packed days factor america's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals i use them jay uses them our families eat them it's delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well stay on track with your healthy lifestyle too busy with your end of summer goals to cook but want to make sure that you're eating well think factor refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat it's factor level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time that's factor too busy running around during the day to think about lunch think about factor looking for calorie conscious options ahead of the busy season it's delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Head to factormeals.com slash BTF50. Use the code BTF50. You'll get 50% off. That's code BTF50 at factormeals.com slash BTF50 to get 50% off. Mike, we've seen the game change uh, so much, uh, such a power game. And But you're boots on the ground, and you're seeing these young men from literally all over the world. What are you seeing as the, as, as the biggest change in the game? Yeah, the power, the far as far as they're hitting it. And, but I'm conflicted, though. I really am, Jay. I'm, I might be on the minority on this, but the kids are stronger nowadays. <clears throat> they're playing golf more. But the athletes back then were just as good as the athletes now. There's just more of them. Um, but let, t- let me take me, for instance. I've, I've played, what, 15 Champions Tour events since I've been 50. I'm 57 now. I'm hitting it 30 yards farther now at 57 than I did when I played the PGA Tour in the mid my young in my, in my lower 30s. It's not me. It's not, them. It's not my athleticism. It, the equipment has really enabled us to do that. And so 
the equipment I think has changed the game in conjunction with the better with the players. More more players are playing, but it's a different game, man. It's a power game. Um, the wedges, the short irons have always been important, but now they're even more important. Um, uh, the courses in college golf we're playing are so much more difficult, um, and it's helping the players get better. But um, all in all, the players are deeper. The top players, I don't know if they're any better than the top players they were 20 years ago. When I first started coaching, the first year I started coaching, I think uh, I'm trying to think who won who won the NCAA that year, but uh, it I'm, I'm losing my mind right here. But it's it, the top players aren't any better, but I think they're so much more deeper. And and I'm I'm one of the minorities without getting too deep here. I think I think Golf Channel has had a huge effect on the development of players. Do you remember when we were in college, Jay? When we were we didn't watch. We watched the PGA Tour golf for two hours a day on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. It was like some mythical place that they're out there playing, and and we never got to see them. Well, now these kids have grown up with Golf Channel 24/7, and they get to know the players and watching them, and they're so familiar with it. When my players now get out of college, when Adrian Demont Deschamps got out of college two months ago, he'd already been around it and seen it and familiar with it. He wasn't intimidated at all, and I think that has something to do with it too. So I think players are better, they're stronger. Scores are, are, are deeper. Um, or I said the, the number of players that can shoot those scores is greater and deeper. But I think there's a lot of factors, and it's just it's, it's been fun watching it evolve. I bet it has. You know, the one thing, Smalley, that hasn't changed is the size of that hole. you still got to figure out a way to get your ball around the golf course <laughs> and get that, that thing to go in the hole. And when, when we were kids, you know, the, the best players hit their, their long stuff high and their short stuff low, and I don't see many – many guys hitting low wedges anymore no you're right you're right and maybe i'm i still teach that though i i mean i still promote that i think you want to hit your your you know golf is a distance control game and and i still believe now the equipment makes it not as much when the ball doesn't spin as much but if you can get the ball out of the air you have more control over distance and i agree with you buddy but yeah these guys are sending their short irons high and just sending them up in the air for a long time but equipment lets that happen the ball lets that happen it's it's it's, it's not as you don't lose control of it as much as you did back in the day with the balls we used, but you still, I still believe flighting the ball is important because it takes the variables out, it takes the wind, the conditions, the, the temperature change, whatever it is. Um, the quicker you can get it down on the ground, the better, the, the more consistent you'll be. But um, it's, it's, it's. I, I believe that if you're a young person, you learn the whole, you still learn the game from the hole backwards, not from the tee forwards. But I think a lot of coaches now that are, you know, PJ teaching, teaching pros. Who are, who are great for the game, but I think a lot of them are teaching distance before these kids learn uh, how to score up the greens and chip and putt. And I think that may, may be, uh, maybe not in the right order, in my opinion. I, th- I still think you learn the game from the hole backwards, and then you develop your speed and distance. And, um, um, you know, that's just for, for my two cents worth, that's kind of what I feel. Mike Small is our guest. He is the head coach of the Fighting Illini. And, Mike, my final question for you is about recruiting. How, how has that changed over the, the last two-plus decades? You've been involved with this, Division One golf, uh, the advent of social media, NIL, all the different things that come into place with this. And, and how do you recruit? What's your philosophy with that? That is well said. There's so many more variables. You know, <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, social media. Social media is a big deal. I got, you know, we can have two assistant coaches now. Uh, as of this year, in you know, in uh, July, we can we we can hire a, a second assistant. 
So now the recruiting is even getting it more competitive and more time and money consuming and, and expensive. And, but I need those guys for the social media aspect because that's a little tough on me at my age, Sure, but it's so important. Um, everything, the parents are more, um, are more, they're more involved than they ever were, but they're also more informed and, um, kids have uh, placement services now and they're, their coaches and, and pros are helping them find places. And there's just a lot more going on, a lot more people in the equation, a lot more things to think about. Um, and, and I think administrations and colleges are starting to see the value of golf and how it can be a great you know, doorstep for your athletic department, front doorstep to, to welcome potential supporters and donors that play golf and can, can, uh, can kind of, familiar, you know, kind of, you know, feel a, some synergy with the sport because they play it themselves and it's becoming, you know, it's becoming more important. So uh, winning is more important. Um, facilities are getting better. We're traveling. I mean, all the top teams, we travel private, privately a lot now to get us back for class. We're traveling off farther tournaments. Um, it's just evolved into a, in, into a, into a state where um, the players are coming to college to get that degree, but also to get their games ready for the next level. They're thinking about professional golf earlier, and they're getting all the support from technology and instructions and everything else while they're there. And, and those are all the questions I ask in recruiting. Uh, they want to know where they're going to have the best opportunity to get better. And, and that's our job as coaches is to, to inform them correctly and, 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 and have them, have them see the benefit of playing it in Illinois. I wish you could have, by the way, Jay oh. wanted to ask the next question, but I wish you could have seen Jay's face when you said flying privately. He said, what? Oh, what was this at UCLA? Man, I'm talking about a, a 12-passenger white <laughs> van that was headed back to L.A. from Medford, Oregon, or, or from Cor- Corvallis, Oregon, Smalley, and we were like, yeah, we're going to get there in a day and a half, you know? What private chance. Jay, I'm with you. I did, this, I did the same thing. and we 20 years ago, we were doing the same thing, but it's getting to a point now where if you want to keep up with the Texases and the, in the Southern schools and the, and yes, the UCLA's, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step up to the plate and be able to compete. And, um, you know, being a part of the big 10 conference is a big asset. Uh, it really is the, the um, you know, we're, 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 we're taken care of at such a better level because of the power of the conference. The, the SEC is the same way. And, and um, people want to win. Uh, supporters want to win donors want to win alums want to win and as long as that happens we're going to keep pushing the needle to give these guys the best chance to compete and, and in essence but the bottom line is it benefits the kids it gets them ready for the next level um, it gives them a chance to see how good they can be at an earlier age Mike one of the things that, that dawns on me and I'm sure you'll concur we've had Tom Watson on the show we had Curtis Strange on the show some of the guys that grew up similarly to the way that we did and we played you know, the weather turned and we put our golf clubs away and we played basketball. Yeah. We played soccer. We did all this stuff. But the the cold weather can definitely make you a better, more hardy player. Andy North, Danny, I think, mentioned the fact that when he left Madison and went down to Florida, you know, half the boys didn't even go out go out and play when the weather got below fifty. So there's all there's there's other options that can help round out some of these young men as well. And I know you already know that. Well, no, you're right. You're right. But every kid learns a little differently. Every kid, every young player thinks differently. You know, you, you have to be able to work with them on that. And if, if a young person doesn't want to uh, be challenged and, and learn different things about the game and explore different conditions to play in, then you know, I'm, you, you, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to really convince them otherwise. But, 
we had Michael Fiegels two years ago, who was an all American here, second team, all American from came here to play from, uh, from Scottsdale. And, you know, we've had, we have a young man on our team from Southern California. And matter of fact, Jackson Buchanan, who was just tied for low medalist honors last week at the U S amateur in the stroke play portion is a, is a junior on our team from Atlanta, Georgia. So they have come from the warm, from the warm weather States to come to Champaign because they see the value. They want to be challenged. They understand the concept that, you know, I'm okay to be uncomfortable for four years to get better. I can always move back to the South after I turn pro and after I graduate and be comfortable. But right now I want to learn um, and, and push myself and understand these next four years are going to lay the foundation for my future. I'm willing to be a little more, um, like I said, uncomfortable to get better. And those are the kind of kids I love to coach. Those are the kind of kids that are going to handle the adversity um, in golf and in life better than someone else, in my opinion. And those are the kids that we'd love to have come to Champaign. And, you know, Jackson last year as a sophomore uh, finished second in the NCAA championships um, by one shot. And so here's a kid that comes from Atlanta and, and he's just thriving in Champaign, Illinois. And that's kind of what's been happening for 20 years with these kids. It's great. Hey, Mike, you've got it rolling right now with the Fighting Illini. And we can't say thank you enough and, and go get yourself a national championship this year. Well, thank you for that. We're going to keep trying and knocking with the door and a little bit, a little rebuild younger team this year. So it's going to be kind of fun from a different perspective, but I think come April, we'll be ready to go. Smalley, you've done such a great job. I concur with everything Danny said. You're so well-spoken. And the, what I love is the passion. We all love this game, but the passion in your voice, you know, it, it just it just don't stop, man. And best of luck. I know you're going to get that championship <laughs> anytime well, soon. Thank you, guys. And come up and see us sometime. Come on up and do a show from our facility. It'll blow you away. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Fascinating visit with Mike Small, the head coach of the Illinois Fighting Illini. Um, few things that stood out to me but number one the facilities how about just golf specific facilities and some of the best in the country world class over in champaign urbana i mean there you know danny there's so much good going on over there at the university of illinois golf wise that you think of some of the guys that have gone into the program like the luke guthrie's of the world and the um they are absolutely turning out good player after good player after good player perennial top five in the country in the NCAA tournament every year has not won that yet, but it's, it's eminent. It's any day now. And you look at the rosters that he has year in and year out, and there's just studs all over the place. You were a two-time All-American at UCLA. Could you imagine having those type of facilities when you were playing at UCLA and your facilities were good because it was Bel Air and LA Country Club and you had great places to play. But in terms of just a private individual facility for you or your teammates, that's second to none, man. Danny, we didn't have anything. We didn't have a place to practice. We didn't have a designated range for us. We didn't have anything. We didn't get training table privileges at the Art Scholarship didn't include that. You know, these guys are doing getting golf is now included as in the entire package in the athletic department. So these guys walk around with the football players and the basketball players and and, and everything else. They probably love walking around with the volleyball players, those tall, good looking girls. But we didn't get any of that at UCLA. And actually 
we had to raise our own money for our program at UCLA. So we would do a fundraiser every year at Bel Air and we'd knock it out of the park so that we could go to Hawaii and go to travel around the country. But for the most part, back in the day, <clears throat> Danny, golf was a non-revenue generating sport. We were so far down the pecking order at UCLA. You know, it's football and then basketball at UCLA. And in a lot of years, it was basketball before football, even with Coach Wooden. And so um, it's awesome to see this happening. This NIL stuff is interesting, yeah. too, with, you know, here's a restaurant that'll pop up here and there and take care of the team. Man, we would have loved any, anything. We'd have taken anything back in the day. Let's wrap up the podcast with this as we come to you on a Wednesday and this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in St. Louis, the Ascension Charity Classic. And I know you've been preparing all summer for this particular tournament. I can't wait, Danny. It's uh, the Ascension Charity Classic. It's at Norwood Hills Country Club, the place where I grew up caddying. I worked there for eight years when I was a young guy. And um, to, in order, you know, I grew up in the North County area too, Danny, and the North County area has been hit hard. A lot of, it needs a lot of help. And, and this is the third year of the event. I think last year we raised over a million dollars in that year alone. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's going to be bigger and better this year. And so it just checks every personal box. I hope I bring some sort of game to the table because I have super high aspirations. I want to go out there and I want to make a bunch of birdies and I want to, I want to challenge and I want to, I want to be in the mix, man. I want to be super, super nervous on Sunday playing golf. Always fun to visit with you, Jay Bird. Thanks for the visit with me. I can't wait, Danny, and we'll do it again next week. That is Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And Beyond the Fairways is presented by Darty Business Solutions.